0: We are going to um, open our Bibles this morning. If you have a paper Bible, put your, like wave your paper Bible around if you have a paper Bible. no, Oh, there's two, three, four, five, six, six truly holy people. Seven truly holy people. <laughs> Amazing. Um, we're just going to read from the Bible together and talk about what that means for us. And um, if you're new this morning, you can actually just chill like... Just be yourself. Don't even worry. Just take it all in. And if you have any questions or if you want someone to chat to, you can just come see me afterwards or anyone will really talk to you because you guys are awesome. All right. Perhaps we shall pray. Can you repeat after me? God, your will, nothing else, nothing less. Amen. Amen. What a good prayer. We are in week two of our vision series. And so we've been talking about, if you're visiting, we've been talking about um, the core value of ours, one of our core values of um, acts like family feels like home. And like, what does that mean? And how do we do that? And some people love their family and some people don't love their family as much. And what does that mean? And what does it look like? And so last week, Pastor Ron talked a little bit about busy. And uh, we saw on the on the live streams, you talked to all locations about This barrier of busy and how it can sometimes be a hurdle or a barrier to us being able, having the margin, having the space to act like a family as we would love to do here. And um, so today I have the privilege and lived experience of talking about the barrier of overwhelmed. Say to the person next to you, overwhelmed, (laughs) overwhelmed, overwhelmed. (sighs) And so last week, you would have heard Pastor Ron, as she talked about busy, she asked us a few questions. What are are some things that are in your life that are keeping you busy that maybe don't need to be? And so all of the usual suspects, we talked about this at home, on the way home, and all of the usual suspects, TV, like Netflix, has anyone seen Designated Survivor? How good is it? Don't, everyone else is like you unholy no it's really amazing I highly recommend that's my favorite we're working through this series for the second time <laughs> in our family I oh, know sorry guys um, so there's like TV there's like social media there's there's a whole bunch of things and it's different for everyone like isn't it it's different for everyone where we put um, the majority of our time that's maybe outside our work or outside um, what we normally do every day and so we were thinking about that and um, I'm sure you were too. And so, as we think about overwhelmed this morning, maybe just bring to mind—I don't want to stress you out—but bring to mind a moment in the last maybe six months where you have felt overwhelmed, and just remember, like, what did that feel like, and what was happening, and maybe you don't want to remember, and if not, that's fine. Don't worry about it. But um, overwhelmed—this idea of overwhelmed—when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I don't know about you. Everyone reacts differently. I—I um, I want to cry, and I want to sleep. And I don't want to talk to anybody. (laughs) Anybody, like to the point where and being fully serious now to the point where actually if I see someone downtown and I'm feeling overwhelmed, I actually can't bring myself to talk to somebody. And I know a lot of you will re- relate to that just kind of anxiety. And And it's not from the Lord, but overwhelm does happen sometimes, hey. And God knows and he understands. He understands our capacity. He understands our limits and it's okay. It's okay to feel like that. But I just wanted to talk about that and just bring a little bit of hope around this idea of overwhelmed because everybody feels it. At lots of different points in our lives, and so let's just be real about this idea of overwhelmed, because what I would hate is for us to feel so overwhelmed all the time that this beautiful idea of acts like family, acting like a family of faith here in this place, we just don't have time for that. We're too overwhelmed. We're too overwhelmed. What a oh, what a loss! <laughs> what a loss for us! And how um, how interesting. I think that the enemy would love nothing less than for us to just not be connected, for us to be separate, for us to not feel like we have the support we need. And sometimes the very thing that we need to do, <laughs> which is be together as a family, can just be um, can just be destroyed by this feeling of overwhelm. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So we are going to look at Psalm 61. And just before we do, um, there's a guy called John Mark Comer. He's an author. And one of the things that he writes that I've read recently, it says, if the enemy cannot make you bad, he will make you busy. And I think we can say the same for overwhelmed. If the enemy can't get at you any in any other way, he will make you overwhelmed. He will make you want you to feel overwhelmed. So that the very things we need, we run from. And this is like classic tactic of the enemy through the ages, right? From the very beginning. So we can say the same for overwhelmed. Maybe when we're overwhelmed, I think what happens when we're overwhelmed is we we become vulnerable, right? When you feel overwhelmed, (laughs) things are hard, emotions are high, and you feel vulnerable. And that's the very place where we are sometimes vulnerable to things that aren't true, to things that aren't true. And so some of those things for you, for me, this is what they sound like. It might be different for you, but it sounds like this will never be over. (laughs) When will this be over? This will never be over. I can't make this. I don't have it in me. It's too hard. This is too hard. I'm not capable enough to do this. I can't do it. I can't do it. Maybe you know those feelings and maybe it's different for you. I just want to say to you this morning that sometimes spiritual warfare is not wild, crazy, like exorcisms and whatnot, although that can happen. But sometimes spiritual warfare is um, its the subtle lies that we believe when we're overwhelmed. And so let's not allow the enemy room by getting to the point that we are so overwhelmed um, that we just can't. We, there's nothing, we, we feel like we can't pray. We feel like we can't gather with other Christians. This is so important for our health and for our spiritual health. Imagine if we just decided not to allow ourselves to get to that point. Now, life happens and we all know that. And there are lots of variables for all of us here in this room. Which is why I thought it'd be really great for us to read Psalm 61 this morning. So if you've got your Bible, or you can open or you can open it on your phone to Psalm 61. And we find some pretty well-known words, and they're written by King David. And if you like haven't followed Jesus for a while, like if you if you're not a Christian this morning. Um, you might not have heard this before, but I'm sure that you will relate. And if you have followed Jesus for a long time, you'll be like, "Ah, oh, yes, this is a good one. You know how we have our favorites. This is the good one. This is a good one. And so it's generally generally agreed upon that David wrote this and he was often in trouble, David in the Bible. Does anyone know anyone like that? Don't look at them. But like there's always drama going on. There's always something going on, right? David seems like maybe one of those people. Anyway, we don't know what was happening in David's life when, this was, when all of this was going on, when he wrote these words. Um, if you want to check it out, uh, people think that it was probably 2 Samuel, rebellion of Absalom, if you care. If you don't care, don't worry about it. Um, it says this, are you ready? Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. Have you ever prayed a desperate prayer? God, help me, help me. That's my favorite prayer. God, help me, help me, help me, God. Hear my cry, oh God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is, there's our word, overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter to me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your presence, your tabernacle, your presence forever, and I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Most translations use the word uh, overwhelmed or faint, except for the amplified, which is like overwhelmed and weak. We've all felt like that. And the message version says, I'm down to my last breath. I'm down to my last breath. And so this word that we've translated overwhelmed here and in other instances in the, in the Old Testament, um, it means, I think we have the next slide. This is how it's used and this is, these are the, the ideas and the, the connotations when we read this word overwhelmed, to be covered, like to be covered with troubles. Has anyone felt like that? Like to be covered, totally covered, to be swallowed up, to be engulfed, to be feeble, to be faint and it says like someone who is wounded, to be faint like someone who is wounded. So interesting and there are elements of like destruction and accusation, to bruise or to hide or to be hidden. Whoa, that sounds like how life can feel, hey? And so sometimes we go through seasons of life where we really are swallowed up and engulfed by lots of things. Like a new baby, that's a time, isn't it? (laughs) Or like learning a new job, that's a time and that can feel overwhelming. That's a whole time and many of us have been through that but sometimes that sense of being covered or swallowed up or engulfed by the busyness of life and like the overwhelm of life sometimes it directly correlates to the things that we choose to allow into our hearts, minds and habits say them really quickly as fast as you can hearts, minds, habits now to the other person next to you hearts, minds, habits I feel like you're not trying but because it's a rainy day I'm going to let it go (laughs) hearts minds habits (laughs) we can become overwhelmed by virtue of not stewarding our lives well this is this can be a truth and it has been a truth for me and so it can sometimes be that simple if you're overwhelmed today let's let's just think together here in this next like 15 minutes 20 minutes is this an unusual season of busyness like, is this unusual? I've just had a baby. That's like it's not unusual to have a baby, but it's like it's not this sustained, like we know that the that this baby isn't gonna be a tiny baby forever, right? This baby's gonna go, which brings another season. Actually, that's a really bad example, never mind. Here's a good example. Andy and I, Andy is one month through his three months and uh, being away from us every day and um, and we're so excited because it's been one month already and and so we know this is one of those situations where it's overwhelming but we know that there's only two months left and that everything's going to be okay and that we can do it and so we're excited about that (laughs) this is an unusual like it's an exception this this kind of craziness And so that's very different, isn't it, to being like overworked or overstimulated or having too much information coming in all the time, overcommitted on a regular basis, anyone. So let's figure out where on the continuum you are today. Like is this an exceptional circumstance where things are a bit wild and it needs to happen and it is what it is? Or am I stewarding my life in such a way that maybe I'm creating this sense of overwhelm for myself and we've all done it. We've all done it. So firstly, if you normally handle stress well, would you be kind enough to put your hand up? Anyone? Okay. Awesome. Yeah. No, I'm not going to joke about it. Some people are great at it, right? So if that's you, if you're really good at handling stress or if you are really good under, when you're feeling overwhelmed, you're good at handling that. I'm not joking. What I would love you to do, I think I have a... Oh, here we go. What I would love you to do is actually write down, these are the things that God has taught me about how not to be stressed. I'm not joking. (laughs) Write it down, write it down, write it down. Because here's what I know about God. When God teaches you something, it's not just for you. It's for others as well. And so I'd love for you to write it down and like send me an email. And what I'll do is compile all of this information, all of these things that you've learned that could help somebody else. I'm just going to send it to everyone here. Is anyone like, please sign me up for that email? Same dude, same, same Huey. (laughs) So I'm not joking, please do that. If you're really good at it, write down what you've learned, write down how, maybe if you feel like sharing the story, like how this happened, how I learned this, so that we can share it with the body. Because what we learn is not just for us, it's for the body. But if you struggle feeling overwhelmed under normal circumstances, as in like continually, like your normal state of being is I just feel overwhelmed – all the time let's just let's try to address this today right there's lots of facets we understand there's lots of facets and there's not one silver bullet but let's just like think about this a little bit because you may be existing in that state of overwhelm because you've never considered ordering your life any differently to what it is which is fine right we don't know what we don't know so it's fine but let's just talk about it a little bit today so I have this little uh, jar here and you might have seen a similar illustration before. This represents, this is my life in this jar here. And uh, there's a guy, Nick, someone that I forget. And he wrote an article in Forbes magazine. Has anyone heard of Forbes? Uh, lots of business-like, business-minded kind of articles. Um, and he, for his, his company, he's a CEO. He has this uh, rule that he has five rocks, five big rocks, just five, and for him, they represent all the, like, the important goals of his organization or the things that are important to him in his personal life. And so, um, oh, he jumped ahead. Thank you, guys. And so these are my five rocks right here. And yours might be a little bit different. And so this is my life. And uh, this is full of water. And I'm going to talk about like he, uh, in John 10, Jesus talks about um, living water flowing out of us when we know God, when we know the Holy Spirit. And so this is my living water, sort of. It's actually chlorinated tap water, but we're going to go with living water this morning. And so these are my five rocks. Like I said, yours might be vastly different. This is like my God. This is like my relationship with God, which as I put this in, I realized maybe God should be outside of the jar. But let's just go with this because... I'm a little bit tired. So his, his, God is my major priority, my relationship with God, my, how I relate to God. Another one for me at the moment, and sometimes things change, is prayer. Prayer is big for me at the moment. And uh, not that I will ever, it will ever not be big, but you know sometimes we shift things around in our life. Sometimes we need to give more attention to our family or sometimes we need, need to give more attention to like training for work or whatever it might be, so you know what I'm saying. So we've got God and we've got prayer. And this is like people, so my family and my friends. That's another that's another rock for me. And then this is my health that's important to me at the moment. And so this is this is in my jar as well. And this is the other one that is so important that I can't remember. It is it is my work, of course. Hello. <laughs> Y'all yeah, being a pastor here at this church. <laughs> this is my work. This is my work. And it's, you know, yeah, this is my work and that's important to me. And um, can I just say to you, whatever your work is at the moment. Um, God, ha- God has you there for a reason. So you might be feeling like, oh, I just work at Coles or I just whatever it is. And you might be thinking, well, I'm not a pastor or I'm not a whatever. Your work is your ministry. It is. It is. There is no role within the kingdom that is more important than another. There's not. What you're doing right now is so important. Shani, teaching people music at Taz and literally everywhere, all over the world, everywhere, is so important. It's so important. Amy, hand therapy lady, so important. This is so important. Zozo, working at Paper Tiger, go there for lunch on Saturday. Um, This is her ministry. This is a ministry. Wherever you are in your life, don't be waiting for the next thing, for the next thing, or when I'm not at Coles, when I'm not at Kmart, or when I'm not when my kids aren't uh, when my kids are bigger. No, this is your ministry right now. It's so important, it's so important. And so make that one of your big rocks. (laughs) Don't devalue where you are just because it's not where you want to be. Is that cool? Awesome. And so I want to tell you a little story, because we went to Dengas Falls yesterday. I know, it was so beautiful. Oh, man, I just loved it. Um, But because there hasn't been much rain recently, it was was quite dry. So there were a few pools around. Has has anyone been there? You've been there. And so you know when you're like on the track and you just like walk off the track and just go rock hopping because you're a free spirit and you love it that's me and so we did that and but we just found there was no water anywhere we found this like Joseph's like I found a waterfall and it was like this tiny little it's like 10 centimeters of like some water rolling and down a rock I was like that's amazing um but it just wasn't what we hoped it would be because there wasn't much water there right and so let's come back to this jar here this is my life this is maybe your life and um you know, we've, we've got living water. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's equipped us. He's equipped us for the work of the ministry. He's equipped us for everything that we need, for our relationships, all of these kinds of things. But what happens is if this jar is left out in the sun and exposed to the elements for a long time, slowly the water will start to evaporate. And that's what's happened at Dengar's Falls. Like there's been no fresh water coming in, no rain for such a long time until last night. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. That all of the water just began to evaporate and there were lots of stagnant pools and, you know, to be fair, it was a little bit of a boring walk. But we're going to go back (laughs) next time it rains. And so this, think about it in terms of your life, what you're exposed to, all of the things that happen to you, all of the things that happen around you, have the ability to like sap, like sap your energy to sap the spirit of God within you to just like you just using all of this energy and all of your spiritual resources for whatever is happening in your life now this is normal right but what is important to note is that if you don't keep refilling it will dry up (laughs) and the reason that this matters is because we need the Holy Spirit don't we it's obvious we need the Holy Spirit to be helping us to be leading us to be speaking to us in our lives to be equipping us for the work that we're doing that is so important And um, yeah, so it evaporates. And and then I was just thinking, if I had a lot of these, I'd maybe shove them all in. But um, this is a sponge. And so what a great question. What a couple of great couple of questions here. So figure out what are your rocks? What are your five big things? The five big things in your life. We'll just go back one. And, um, And then have a little think about what are your sponges? Again, don't look at anyone next to you. What are the sponges in your life? Maybe, what are the things that are soaking up the living water within you that you know, actually, I don't need to add that sponge to my life. I've already got these five rocks. These are what's impo- this is what's important. This is what God's given me to steward. But, but sometimes, we're, sometimes we're a little bit... Sometimes we're not smart, hey. <laughs> and we just keep adding things and adding things and adding things. And sooner or later, all of our resource, all of the spirit of God within us, it's not that he's not there. It's just that we've, we've run dry all of a sudden. And so have a think. What are, what are your five rocks today? You can write them down even before you go this morning. And then what are the sponges? What are the things that are using up? All of that living water that you need to get rid of. It's just that simple. i love to be like, oh, well, it's okay. Yeah. And it is okay. Like, do, it's your life. Do whatever you want to do. But perhaps if we were just going to be really blunt, let's just get rid of them. Let's just get rid of the things that are sapping all of our energy, that are taking a priority away from God. Let's just decide to get rid of them and throw them away. Is that cool? Some of you are like, ah. <laughs> that's okay. That's Okay. Very good. So what a perfectly good allegory within creation when I'm thinking about, um, you know, the falls, that I will dry up spiritually if there's no living water being poured in, if there's no rain that's happening around, if there's no water that's being poured in. And so we're going to talk about this too in terms of being overwhelmed. Because it doesn't happen suddenly, hey. (laughs) You don't end up dry, like, suddenly, it happens slowly over time, over time of not refilling, over time of not being in prayer, over time of not being in the Word. It doesn't happen suddenly. And then before you, not even before you know it, after a while, you, you figure out, oh, I just feel so dry and I'm so tired. Why is this happening? And it's all of these sponges and all of this evaporation that's happened over the last little while. It doesn't happen suddenly. It happens over time. Cool. So the things that drain the living water out of you, like the sponges that we're talking about, they drain you spiritually. Maybe they weaken you as well spiritually. Anything that weakens you spiritually, anything that compromises your relationship with God, that's a sponge and it's time to get rid of it. It's time for it to go. No matter how much you enjoy it, no matter how much. There will be a time. Andy Stanley says it's a no for now, but not forever. It's a no for now, but not forever. So maybe there's something in your life where you're like, it's a no for now, but not forever. Maybe that's a thing. The other big thing I want to say to you this morning, um, if I start talking to you just, you know, if I just said in one sentence, you need to read your Bible and you need to pray daily. Oh, yawn, right? You've heard all of this before in church. You've heard it a million times. But if we say it like this, if we say spiritual disciplines are spiritual warfare, Spiritual disciplines are spiritual warfare. Say it out loud to someone. Spiritual disciplines are spiritual warfare. If you want to like write it on your fridge or something. Oh, we write it on our fridge. I don't know if everyone does that. Is that a normal thing? It's not a normal thing. Okay. Write it on a piece of paper and stick it on the fridge. And um, whatever you need to do to remind yourself daily, 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 spiritual disciplines are spiritual warfare. In fact... What I might do is I'm going to create a I'm going to create a little phone a little phone wallpaper for you that you can keep on your phone. So you text me if you want that and I'll send something to you that says that spiritual disciplines are spiritual warfare. So you've had that reminder every day, every time you look at your phone, every time you pick up your phone in the morning. Spiritual disciplines are spiritual warfare. We need to remind ourselves daily, spiritual disciplines are spiritual warfare. David writes, when my heart is overwhelmed, what does he say? Lead me to the rock that's higher than I. There's nothing within himself that can fix any of this, this feeling of overwhelm. Lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Spiritual disciplines are spiritual warfare. So check your heart before, in the morning before you look at your phone. Check your heart. Have a word with the Holy Spirit. Worship God before you decide to worry. Don't just tell God, these are my problems. These are all the hard things that are happening. Although please do that. Like definitely do that. But don't end there. Like, you need to remind your soul who God is. (laughs) He is my provider. God will look after me. He is with me all the time. Even in this, he's with me. We need to remind ourselves, don't we? Get to church. Get to connect group if you're not in one. Pray. Read the precious, powerful word of God. Read the Bible. Allow the Holy Spirit to fill those dry places places where you feel dry. I might ask, in my notes it says ask Kesha to come, but Kesha wasn't on keys this morning, so Zozo, can you jump up for me? And uh, we're just going to quickly talk and just um, pray together as well. And what I'd love to do this morning is if you are feeling just dry, you're just feeling spiritually dry for whatever reason, doesn't matter what the reason is, no judgment, I wonder if you just maybe come to the front once we've prayed, and um, I just I would just love to pray for you, and I know Charmaine and and the other elders. We just love to pray for you that the Holy Spirit would just revive you again, (laughs) would just revive you after the overwhelm that you have felt, and we just revive you for everything that you need to just flourish as a child of God. Is that cool? so this is the part that is beyond our practical personal stewardship that we talked about it's beyond this having our five rocks and knowing what our sponges are it actually requires a spiritual solution how kind then that we've as we've already read this living water that jesus talks about in john 7 my bad this is the spirit of god within us and he's already equipped us with the holy spirit if you're a christian the holy spirit is within you ready to help you, ready to speak to you, ready to guide you, like how kind. God's like, this is how I want you to live, but also I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to help you in everything. This is the kindness of God, like amazing. He's not just like, you're on your own, (laughs) figure it out. He's got, this is what I want you to do, live like this. He's the Holy Spirit to help you. How amazing. I'm going to read to you a little bit from this book called Live No Lies, John Mark Comer, which I've just finished reading. It's so wonderful if anyone wants to borrow it. And it says this of community, right? Because the reason that we don't want to be overwhelmed, the reason that we want to have our priorities, right, and have margin and have room to move in our life is so that we can contribute to this family of faith here, so that we can be together with other believers, so that our living water doesn't dry up, right? This is the whole reason. So, John Mark Comer, he says this about community. Since the Western secular world is currently more of an anti-culture than a culture, more about tearing down than building up, more about deconstruction than construction, then maybe it's better to say that the church is a (laughs) counter-anti-culture. In the language of Anabaptist thought, the church is an alternative society a group on the margins of the host culture, listen to this, living an alternative but compelling and beautiful life, a prof- prophetic signpost to the kingdom of God in a culture of death. There's a tremendous opportunity in our cultural moment for the church to come back to her roots as a counter anti culture. But what I mean when we talk about the practice of church is not just regular attendance of Sunday services in a religious building. And I'm all for Sundays, now more than ever, after dozens of hours of secular programming coming into our minds all week long, we need the anchor of Sunday gatherings to resettle our minds on truth and to open our hearts back to God for healing and renewal. Every time I walk in the doors on Sunday, I see other followers of Jesus around me and I remember that I'm not alone. I am part of a new humanity, the future rulers of the world, ordinary and flawed as they may be. How beautiful is that? It's better than KFC and wine, hey? He goes on to write about community. A community of deep relational ties in a culture of individualism. A community of holiness. Oh, holiness is a beautiful thing. It's not, it's not keeping rules that are too hard to keep. It's following Jesus and pursuing Him in everything. Holiness is beautiful. Please don't be afraid of that word. Holiness is beautiful and God calls us toward holiness. A community of holiness, a community of order in a culture of chaos. How beautiful if the church were to be that community of order within a culture of chaos and maybe we can look at this another time but how beautiful does this sound acts like family feels like home acts like family feels like home so to allow overwhelm to stand in the way of God's perfect plan for his people my heart actually just wants more than that don't you enough going through the motions I want the real life surrounded by real life people following Jesus, a full life. Jesus talks about, I've come to offer you life to the full, but that's different to an overwhelmed life, isn't it? Full and overwhelmed are different. (laughs) And God offers us a full life by His Spirit. And I'm excited that there's still time and opportunity for us to prioritise a family of faith over just a life of fear and isolation. God is bigger than this. He wants more for us than this. I um, I know I've already touched on this a little bit, but just to reiterate, I um, who's a mum? Who's a mum here? You know when your kids do something to disrupt you or somebody else? You just remember that feeling. Like how it makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> you know, that's how I feel. How dare you? How what? How dare you disrupt in this way? <laughs> My kids are past that age. It's fine. They're good. You're good. Everyone's good. Um, but sometimes I think of the enemy in that way. In that way, not as a child, but like, how dare he? How dare he? disrupt something so beautiful as the body of believers, how dare he? (laughs) It just makes me so mad and um, if that's strange for you this morning, don't worry about it, we can talk about it later. Um, But imagine if we were just the kind of people that just decided, actually how dare you enemy, how dare you disrupt this body of believers, how dare you disrupt acts like family, how dare you? (laughs) That's not happening anymore, that's not happening anymore the mother within me <laughs> how dare you how dare you why don't you stand let's stand together and we're just going to really pray um together and then if you like like we talked about if you're like yes the living water it feels dry things are feeling dry right now we're gonna maybe sam onapa and all of the elders anyone if you just want to come up the front um, just as we pray just want to pray that if you need that refilling that reviving we'll do that this morning as god is able god wants to help you the holy spirit is here and just next slide before we pray. Girls, thank you so much. Is, oh, here we go. Um, I just wanted to tell you about these two books. If you want to borrow them from me, you can. Live No Lies and The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. They will be so helpful to your life. Um, there's a Vision plan that we're doing as a church. If you want to know about that, come and see me. But just, just by way of what can I take away from this this morning, let's just think about these things. What are my rocks? What are my sponges? Am I living an overwhelmed life or life to the full? And am I low? Am I low on living water? And so however you need to respond to these this morning, that's cool. But um, I'm just going to pray for you. Is that cool? Let's pray together as a family. Acts like family feels like home. Oh God, we love you this morning. And as this family, this family of believers, Lord... I pray that you would help us, God, to recognise when the overwhelm, even when offence and when other other small things are getting in the way of us behaving as we should, acting like family. God, I pray that you would just cause us to so treasure the body, to so treasure one another that we would not allow anything else to get in the way of that. And God for those of us who like this is just all new like what even what is this <laughs> this is all new Holy Spirit would you you can speak you can speak even now would you keep speaking to us Holy Spirit in this moment and as we go from here God I pray for those who are feeling overwhelmed at this very point in um, on this very morning <laughs> Holy Spirit Aside from all of these priorities and all of these practical things that we can do, Holy Spirit, we just invite you. Could you fill us again? Could you bring living water to those places that are dry, Holy Spirit? No more going through the motions. No more doing things because we feel that we should. But God, we want to do these things. We want to pursue you. We want to know your word. We want to be in your presence so that you would empower us, God, and refill us. We need you, Holy Spirit. Every day, every day of our lives, at work, at home, we need you, Holy Spirit. And where we're feeling overwhelmed, God, would you just help us? Even in those very moments where all we can think to say is, help me, God, I thank you that you hear us. You hear us and you're ready and you're waiting. You're waiting to help us and to lead us by your Holy Spirit. You're so good and kind to us, God. We cannot even believe it. You are so good and kind. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would have your way in our lives over this next week as we head out for a cuppa or whatever it might be. God, that we would just no longer live in this overwhelmed state, but we would live this full, beautiful life that you have paid for, God. We love you, Jesus. And the whole church said, Amen.